0: I'm really concerned. My my spiel is not going to be good enough. Now that you said that you're prepared, you have <laughs> like
1: it, dude. I'm I'm actually gonna. I have a like a Carolyn impression, that I'm also ready to break out. Not a huge no one, no way. But there are a couple Game.
2: Wait, I I was gonna try and do my entire thing in Carson's voice. Perfect.
0: No chance, um, Michael. You never thanked me for passing Carolyn on to you. You, thank you, thank you, Bryce. For
1: passing that's carolyn on to fly, me dude. but jesus but the issue is i think that i think that i'm the one that's going to make the best argument for her as well and 100 you couldn't you couldn't possibly pick carolyn because we have so much evidence <laughs> trash talking carolyn that it would just be too good
0: it would be too good i think every episode i said something better
3: but bryce you were in and out you were in and out one episode you were all the way in and then the next episode you're like no i, I know. she's the luckiest player ever she can't wait i can't imagine Dude, it.
0: i carried that luckiest player forever and i still hold up until like the josh vote she was getting some insane luck
3: yeah i mean gotta be lucky to win survivor man we say it all the time true you guys are
1: killing me michael <laughs> the mustache is back yo so i actually think that i'm gonna have to commit to a look here pretty soon yeah i think it's gonna be mustache into mustache with scruff and then back to mustache and i'm just not gonna be clean shaven for a little bit
3: i don't think there's a reason for you to be i I do i mean unless i you
1: know maybe need to
3: apply for nope we're gonna stop there we're just gonna stop we i mean and for the dating life we talked about this the it's, preconceived notions of the mustache coming in, it has nothing to do with you. They already have their opinion on the mustache before right. they see it on your face. Like, True. And I want to weed those people. But out. the mustache, the mustache exactly. and scruff is really nice. Listening. I appreciate it. It's handsome. It's I've, handsome. Been, I've
1: been feeling it a yeah. little bit myself
0: with zero affirmation. And I just really do. If
3: I could grow it, I would 100%. <laughs> You're going
0: well, to be such a little handsome boy. Shut the fuck up. Thanks, so. though. that means a lot.
2: Wait, we're no. wait, we're live. What do you mean?
1: We're no, always recording. recording.
0: The content I mean, might come we're in. We never know what we're getting.
1: You signed the document. This is all fair. And, and this is this is ten minutes, ten minutes quota. Is that what we're we're tapping me out at? Because that's
0: no,
3: the I was fucking with him. Did he say ten 12? minutes? I told too? him we had ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is an exciting time on voting in the majority we are 73 hours away from the finale of survivor season 44 we're going to be crowning a champion here in a few days but we got a lot to talk about before we get there i'm joined as always by my esteemed colleagues my good friends bryce Mulder and michael gutierrez I am excited to be here with you guys. We've got a guest joining us. We'll get to that a little bit later. But first, let's check in with uh, with you guys. Bryce, we just got done uh, hitting the links a little bit. We played a few holes on the golf course. How are you feeling? You just rushed back in to start recording.
0: Yeah, sprinted over here. Um, yeah, you know, we hit the links. Um, the The links hit us harder, though. Let me tell you, <laughs> they, they were swinging. But no, it was fun. Good day. The sunshine, where did the sunshine go? Like, it was out no, yeah.
3: and then we got rain yeah um they knew that if it was hot on the course the scorecard might get a little hot too so they they tried to cool us off early they
0: they successfully cooled me off early let me tell
3: you <laughs> <laughs> you said the course hit back <laughs> got a one-two wombo combo that we weren't ready for uh, um, i think
0: i played the i played the fourth hole like four times just hopping from hole to hole <laughs> rubbing it uh michael
3: you got a round in today how's your sunday been
1: yeah got around in it was a nice uh 5 30 a.m you know wake up and we walked so felt active felt good and then um the other thing I wanted to say is if it's 73 hours for you guys that probably means it's closer to 69 over here so just a really um yeah just eager in a word nice for, for what's in front of us
3: um that's awesome my dad used to he's had some back and shoulder problems but he used to play every morning 5 a.m get in get in nine before uh work and that is dedication I joined him a few times and it's it's great it feels good to do it once and then you do it again the next day and you're like no I don't want to be here anymore I need some sleep
1: so hell of a hell of a track too just if we can shout out the Walla Walla Country Club just a really they know what they're doing a good spot there
0: keep it tight Mm-hmm. keep it real tight as the one who hasn't played that course appreciate the
3: invite um <laughs> but hey, does he get up like at like 4 30 then and hit the links the, at five? well so it's not really an alarm situation it's just kind of a old man got a small bladder i'm gonna wake up whenever my my body tells me <laughs> to kind of thing um, um but it was if i remember correctly it's kind of like a 4 30 4 45 start stirring get a little small breakfast in Head out Wait, to the hot tub, know, like, click 15-minute hot tub like, to get the body loose. Bryce, wow. wow. Do some stretching space, like that, on the course wow. by 5.15, 5.30, 9. And you, at that, that time, there's no pace of play concerns. You're playing nine holes in like 75, 80 minutes sometimes. Like right. you're just zooming. Um, so gets done by 7, gets back, shower, gets wow. to work by 8. It's not a problem. Yeah, he he figured it out. Wow. What? Your dad does more before 7 o'clock than
0: I do before one o'clock on most days yeah 230
1: probably and also we now we know where harv gets his that dude is a dedicated stretcher on the court
3: Mm -hmm. and now we know where he gets that regiment Um, and his
0: small bladder so
3: i i probably got into the bushes not because of my bad swings though those didn't help but (laughs) i got into the bushes four or five times on the first nine holes because i was chugging a few white claws and they they just passed right on through i swear it was four straight holes four straight T shots <laughs> yeah my uh, my playing partner was a little worried about my focus on the game but um <laughs> we came out on top and that's all that matters uh we've got so joey nice. joey hewitt joining us today for long time listeners of the pod you may be familiar but for those that are just joining us uh recently for season 44 of survivor joey hasn't been on yet joey is the og i think is is safe to say I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think he's the OG around these parts. Uh, at least amongst the four of us, he's the OG. Uh, he, he's he been a Survivor fan since day one. I'm sure seen every season four or five times, if not more. He knows all the players. He knows all the challenges. He knows all the strategy. He knows all the psychology. He's he's going to talk about it from a lot of angles. We've had a lot of conversations with him, but I'm excited to get on the mic and uh, hold him accountable for some of his opinions because sometimes he he says some things and then he just assumes we'll forget about it and... He ends up being wrong and so we'll, we'll 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 check him a few times today but what out of this conversation are you guys more excited about like we're, we're talking about the finale here what else are you thinking about that we need to hit
1: i'm just excited to to show you guys the listeners his the the depth of his knowledge um and it just kind of a, a good reminder that there are we say voting majority. Sometimes there are two ways to look at things. We may see there are four ways to look at things, you know, mm. um, that was just good to, to talk to another good friend. You know, that's why we do this anyway.
0: That was poetic. Um, I know I'm really excited for uh, everyone to meet Joey Hewitt who hasn't met Joey Hewitt yet, but also I want to hear his excitement about this season. I feel like we've been waiting for a good season forever. And as a long time, watcher of the show i'm sure joey can appreciate how good 44 has been to us and how bad 41 through 43 were to us before so
3: yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i cannot wait harp excited i'm excited joey always brings a different flavor than what i think the three of us are talking about we're we're, while we have differing opinions and we argue and go back and forth joey comes at it from a different angle so it'll be Mm -hmm. fun to to get a different perspective have you read his uh, write-ups? The episode I, write-ups,
1: not the last couple, because I've been a little bit behind. But
3: mm-hmm. I read them I'm, pretty religiously. He has not been taking them as seriously, and maybe we we ask him about that a little bit. It's it's a little flippant, but press it. Let's press that. Um, Hard. he he brings in some 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 viewpoints from the survivor Reddit community and and other places that I'm sure he gets outside information it's always interesting to hear
0: They they are interesting i was reading them to do my heidi um you know final Mm. tribal speech my three minutes i was looking over his to remember what kind of the episode looked like and um some interesting takes out there there are some (laughs) bold takes i should have written some of them down that's on me maybe i'll go check them out before we get to this interview
1: yeah, he's a
3: firecracker. I'm excited. So uh, let's. What do we say? We bring him in. Yeah. Without further ado, Joey Hewitt. Joey, thank you so much for joining us today. As we mentioned, one of the biggest uh, Survivor fans that we know. We're excited to talk season 44 finale with you. But first, man, how are you doing? How's your weekend, been?
2: Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the pod. You know, I feel like I've been in or around the pod in all shapes and sizes. So. Um, it feels good to really
0: get as I feel like as deep in as I can possibly get. Joey, you're a very surface character right now. I feel like we mention you, yeah. your name just sometimes. I don't know, Michael, are you feeling the same way?
1: Yeah, I just I think that people know that you're kind of a sounding board for what we what we do. I think special advisor to the pod is mm-hmm. a title that we're flirting with, but we haven't landed on quite yet. in turn is where we're at right now. But yeah, we're just excited to have you here.
2: I mean, I'm happy to start wherever. Um, if you guys want to label me as, me as an intern, you know, <laughs> I'll I'll mop the floors for you guys if you want. So just yeah. let me know. Serving leadership,
3: know. I Lights think a, assistant to the might be uh, in your future if you keep up the good work. <laughs> so Hewitt, let's um let's jump into
0: a little bit of a game I have. All right, this game is a five second quiz. So I got eight questions for you. I think it's eight. Eight questions for you. Okay, all right. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind. All right. right. Doesn't even have to make sense.
1: Five seconds. I will be on the timer.
0: Yeah. Hey, actually, can we get a clock and maybe hit the lap? See how close mm-hmm. he is? Got it. I got a clock right here. Yep. <laughs> all right, Hewitt. Here's your questions. Um, Who is your favorite survivor? Or what is your favorite survivor season of all time? 13. 1.18. Who is the greatest player of all time? Tony. All right. If you had to have dinner with one contestant, who would it be? Malcolm. How Ooh. many t- How many times have you applied to the show? Three. All right. If you had to receive an advantage that's not an idol, what would it be? Knowledge is power. One challenge that comes... Uh, what is the first challenge that comes to mind when you think of Survivor?
2: Um the poll where you have to hang on the poll. Oh.
0: If you were if you were deciding to be in an alliance with Russell or Sandra, who are you choosing?
2: Probably Sandra. I think Russell would do better with women. Sorry, I'm not supposed to explain it.
0: Myself. Who who is your favorite voting in the majority co-host?
3: <laughs> all of the above.
0: Oh, that's great a answers. Or... Great
3: answers all around. I just we don't want to spend a ton of time on no. this, but I want to circle back to one or two here. The legacy advantage that Sarah got this season that she didn't get to play is like the knowledge is power but has the potential to give you three idols if three idols or whatever get played she just gets all of them like that would have been so much fun to see yeah i forgot about that
0: and it's so much safer too because you don't have to just guess a random name you're just putting it down once you see something's been played you know
1: it's like the yule og um
0: idol super idol
3: idol super idol yeah whatever works um, um and then my other pushback was two of the people that were in Russell's alliance went on to win the season, right? Yeah, I guess that's kind of um, true. Correct, but let's think
2: about the two genders of the the people that in mm-hmm. that season.
1: The quality yeah. Which
2: and I know I wasn't supposed to explain it but I think I'm a, a alpha man like me who's not really, you know, that alpha, but like, you know, Russell's going to get threatened by me eventually and then he'll take me out.
0: And I also want to push back Harv. I would say Sandra was not part of Russell's alliance, and she went on to win. You're totally so,
3: right. I was completely, I for some yeah. reason thought part of one season part. Yeah. just was completely wrong. Yeah. So also, I mean,
0: Joey's taking Sandra or jumping on the Sandra train. Not a bad train to be a, be along for the ride. I'm down. Honestly, I would be down to work with Sandra as
3: There's long as hey, as long as it's not us. We're cool with this. Anyone That's but us. True. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into episode 12, uh, which we just watched last week season finale episode 13 coming up in a few days but real quick joey we're in the new era of survivor we've talked a lot on the pod about what that means uh season 41 through 43 was just an avalanche of advantages and action and non-stop season 44 seems to have slowed down a little bit from that perspective but generally um briefly if you can new era to or excuse me new era to pre-season 41 and then also as kind of a subset of that season 44 versus the other three seasons of uh, the new era, where are you at? Are you, are you loving the direction we're going? Do you wish it was different? How, how are you feeling? Um, Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm not
2: really loving it as much as, as the old era. I think I'm not really loving it relatively speaking. I definitely still enjoy it. It's still good entertainment. I'll watch survivor till the day it dies, but is it as good as it was before when it was 39 days, which to me felt more authentic. You could really see 39 days on someone versus 26. And also just like the way the game was kind of, the story was told, I feel like has changed a lot. It's become a lot more about like characters, personal lives and like their struggles back home rather than the game itself. So I feel like just the way the show has like been told As a story has changed in the new era. I do think, though, 44 is a really good season. And I think it's my favorite so far of the new era. I think the birdcage, like twist, that maybe just that change, like in the pre merge, just is what sparked it. But, and then having just Carolyn and Jam Jam and Carson, that core three alliance that's just running the game. It's been, it's been a good season, I think, but yeah, in general, I don't know, man, I get nostalgic. I I definitely look back and think about the other seasons and think they're probably a little better As, as someone who's watched them all live.
1: Well, and here's another thing that, that I just, from, again, I'm the common fan here. The only thing that holds me back is the quality definition of the first 17 seasons. And how bad that TV looks when I'm rewatching it. But I it just makes don't you feel it on my screen. I don't want to see it on my screen.
0: But it doesn't make you just feel warm and fuzzy inside, like you're just agree, snuggled that. up on a, on a Wednesday night yep. after like a long day of school. Oh, it is beautiful, man. It, it the nostalgia, like you're saying, Joey. But I was 100 percent thinking Joey was coming in here gonna bash what I said before this episode. I said you were gonna come in raving about this season, and then you started with how bad 41 and 42 and 43 have been, but I'm glad you're on board with season 44. Cause I think it's great. But I think it's great.
1: I think that there is, I'm a little bit scared of what's next. That's what I will say is the trend is we're due for a surprise. We've talked about it. I'm a little bit concerned that there's too much power in making fire and I'm a little bit too concerned that there's a little too much power in, like, the underdog. So I'm just – I'm scared, but mm. we can get into that. We Come can get on. into that.
2: We, but, know, we, we know what's going on. Come on. Oh,
1: we do, and you guys are going to hear all about it when we defend our final tribal. Let me <laughs> he tell say,
2: you. And he said we, too. Yeah. I, am, Joey. I am acting as
0: Carson tonight. Joey, <laughs> when do you think they're bringing returning players back? What's the next season?
2: um well we don't do spoilers on this podcast so you got the spoilers you probably got them you (laughs) probably got them let's be real let's be real there's a difference between spoilers and future season speculation or future season casting where you find out who's on the season um and i've been told i've been told personally by reading something that um very personally (laughs) that there are there are certain players on
1: next season that i know wow wow so do we have confirmation that bruce is on season 45 i just want to confirm Funny, yeah
2: funny you say that that is the the name i have so that's what i've seen <laughs> but it is all rumor so what can we say
0: you know that just made my day <laughs> that made my day if that's true
3: um but it might not be a returning player season. It might just be Jeff felt bad for Bruce, and he's going to throw him in on an all-new true, season. True, 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 true. I see what you're saying. You're talking about a full season, all returners.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. Probably yeah, maybe I... 48 or, like, maybe not till 50, bro. They they might just do, like, a small return player season or, like, a half try. But second chance needs to come back again. I can't believe they haven't done that again. It was That's the next a... one. It has to be. It, well, is that confirmed?
0: No, but it should be. That's confirmed by us. That's confirmed 30. by voting in the majority. <laughs> we're talking to Jeff Probst. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned.
2: Yeah. Throw that in there when you when you make your pitch.
1: Was thirty one? Uh, thirty one was a second chance, correct? Yeah. Uh, just the the momentum when we when we hear other survivor when we hear Survivor X stars, characters, cast members, castaways. How we feeling? Cast yeah. Celebrities. Castaways. When we hear ex Castaways um talk about new season, new survivor, and like when it's all new players, they just are like, I would never have done that. I would never do this. We'll talk about what Jam Jam did with Carolyn later, but like just reeks of all new Survivor players as opposed to veterans, I think.
3: We're we're about to get into the this episode real quick here in a second, but Before we do, I'm glad you mentioned the birdcage advantage, Joey, because all the middle part of this season, every single Wednesday night, 7pm until we started the episode, the only thing on my mind was hoping that someone would play the fake idol at Tribal, thinking it was real, turn it into Jeff, Jeff looks at it, holds it up, this is not a hidden immunity idol. And I wanted that moment so bad because it's not just like the... um, Who was it? Ozzy and Jason in season 16. Is that right? Where Ozzy just (laughs) created some random twigs and beads and like, you can see it from a mile away. It's obviously fake. Like this is an immunity idol. They found it. It was wrapped up. It might, the person might've hid the note back in with it. Like you are convinced it is an immunity idol. You're, you're holding it all game. Like Jamie, if Jamie in episode five or final six, excuse me, still had her immunity idol and played that for herself thinking, this is amazing. I'm going to save my life. I'm I'm the best player. I'm the MVP of the season. She goes up to Jeff all cocky and then he just rubs it in her face. Uh, would have been the highlight of the last few seasons for me personally. Yeah,
2: no, I agree. And I can I can I break in some more news on this pod? If, if it's not already broken. Yeah. I think report, this is the news I was going to
3: break later potentially, but you you got it right now. This is perfect.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. Um, 45 is going to be all bird themed. So the logo. And, and there's like a bird logo. It's crazy. It's all bird themed. <laughs> so the, the bird cage is probably coming back in what capacity. I don't know. But this, this twist, what this twist did in a survivor, like mechanical perspective, it really basically created the most believable fake idol in the history of the show. It's like there is no way anyone who found that was like, oh wow, this is maybe fake. No, they're like, they were a hundred percent convinced it was real. Every single person who found it was convinced it was real. And then yeah, it, it amounted to Jamie. Just wow. I think that's kind of why they like dunked, dunked on Jamie with so it. much.
3: It was easy. But they
2: yeah. Well, like, yeah, she believed it. Yeah, I mean she yeah. believed it though. That's what Jamie. That's really the problem.
0: Here's the here's the thing I want to say though. Jamie for a while there i was like jamie's so bad she's so bad and then there was a split second where i was like she's so bad she's great to watch like i started enjoying jamie but she got so bad that she wasn't even so bad you could watch her anymore like she was even worse now where she makes the wrong move so much that it's just like awful that that particular moment is what i'm speaking of like the fact that she just got rid of her idol and didn't give it to us i wanted to see her bad move be funny to us you know it just wasn't funny i felt like we got chipped
1: and and we absolutely rag on jamie all the time uh, on this podcast it is a not i wouldn't say it's anti-jamie it's just the way that some of her stuff comes off we can't help but point it out her mental fortitude and her positivity is is one of the more impressive things i think that we've also seen on this uh I, yeah, awesome. you mean delusion? Is delusion. That what you mean? I, I mean shit, I'd pay a lot of money to be delusional 100% of the time. Hey, I'm I'm pro Jamie
2: by the way. One and on record. I'm oh, pro Jamie. You're pro Jamie? The- you would have believed that idol was real too. Everyone would have. The greatest fake saying, oh, idol gosh. in history. It's the greatest fake idol in history. But
0: she's the MVP, dude. It's her beat. She's running the beach. She's got to know that it's a fake <laughs>
1: idol. No, Those... we we we're, we're so we're very unfair to her, but also we're being shown that she thinks she's like next up. Anyway, she's on the jury. I don't know why we're wasting our breath right now. <laughs> Can't
0: believe
3: she finally um... went home. Like that's crazy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, agreed.
3: Agreed. Let's uh, let's just jump right into the episode then. It was a great episode. Um, we have a lot to talk about at the end of the episode, but arguably. I think the most important moment of the season happened in the first 10 minutes of this episode post vote. um, Who went out last episode? Jamie, Danny Danny went out two episodes ago. Excuse me. Danny goes out. Carolyn plays her idol for Carson comes back to camp and instantly she hops up on her bike and starts tooting her horn. What a great play. I saved the idol all game. I'm so smart. I'm the best. This is the first time all season Carolyn's erratic. She's doing a lot, but this is the first time all season where I look at him like that was a mistake like you messed up there that was avoidable and you made a mistake. Everyone is looking around like is she bragging to us about how smart she is like that's really stupid to do at this stage of the game you're not you're not going to advance we're going to vote you out. It's going to be held against you later. It, it, I think we got confessionals from maybe two people Carson and Lauren I think potentially talking about how and, or and d- Jamie d- and Jamie Both a them, lot of people. All three of them. Talking about how how weird, how abrasive it was for her to come back this way. Do you guys think, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, was this moment you know critical? Did it tank her chances at winning or was it just kind of a, ah, that wasn't good, but we can look past it moment?
1: I, I think that as someone that's been standing Carolyn very hard for all, several, several, several weeks now. I think she has a lot of these moments through the season and it's kind of a theme. I agree though. This was the biggest one, 100%. But I think there are times where it's like, Carolyn, like you are being way too much right now. And then as we will see in this episode, everyone kind of brushes it off eventually. Like, obviously they, we can get into it, but I just think that she has an effect because of her authenticity and because of, um, yeah, just like her her genuine spirit that she is, uh, she's able to to speak to these things. And people are like, that was really weird. Like that was kind of out of character, but whatever. That's just Carolyn.
0: It's 100%. And it's just Carolyn. And I think this goes back to a take we've been saying for a long time. Carolyn just keeps getting lucky. Like <laughs> there's 100% the luckiest thing I've ever seen that she comes back and does this and nothing happens. I think it's a joke. Carolyn's on the luck train. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Hewitt,
2: um, I I completely disagree. I think I think this these first fifteen minutes of the show, this past episode, the before the the reward challenge, is was the reason. It basically shows the reason why Carolyn will win and get Lauren's vote and Jamie's vote. I don't think Lauren and Jamie came off as like kind of frustrated or disappointed with the way carolyn came back to camp i think i remember specifically a quote she's a good game player a lot of it was about like we need to get her out she's going to win i feel like a lot of this talk with the way they twisted that and showed carolyn saying yeah this actually was a good move when it really was not a necessary idle play at all and then having all of these people talk about how she's going to win the game if she gets to the end now you re- you realize why she wins because everyone's been saying it, it's been planted into our mind. I think this episode in general, but specifically these first 10, 15 minutes, was like literally showing us why Carolyn wins. But Carson, later in the show, I got Carson.
3: So there, there there's two people left that are still going on the jury. Jamie just went on the jury that we saw. So one person that you're talking about and another person. So those two people hearing Carolyn say how smart she is and realizing, oh wait, she's actually thinking. And then going to the jury, and then spreading that, and like, oh wait, she's smarter than we thought. That could be really um, advantageous for her. The quote, Joey, I think one of them, if not the one you were talking about from Lauren, was about Carolyn. She's so confusing, but so lovable. It scared me a little bit. Like that was. It's, it's like, it's like a wait a second. It's it's an awakening of. She's a better player than we thought.
1: I, and I think Jam Jam says the word scary as well. The funny thing for me is Jam Jam is really weird in the fact that he's like almost like, and it speaks to their relationship. He's almost nervous for Carolyn saying this, like he's known longer than anyone else that she's a good player, but he has not been like really dishing out that information to others. And now, as we see in this episode, he really starts trying to add some kerosene to that fire and get it rolling. And it looks like potentially he could be, you know, three or four days late on when he would have had to start planting those seeds. Um, he kind of waited for Carolyn to bring it up herself.
3: There you go, Harf. That's why we pay you the big bucks. The, the next thing that briefly happens that I'll just mention, we have a conversation with, uh, I believe, Jamie and then, no, Lauren, excuse me. Lauren and Jamie with Jam Jam and Carson. They're, they're talking about voting out Carolyn next. Both Carson and Jam Jam said they were on board with it. This conversation surfaces back up pre-tribal, and we'll have to touch on it then. But they both said they're on board, and it'll be interesting to see how that diverges later. So we get into the reward, and the, the, the Carolyn team, I don't remember who was on her team, but they fall to a big deficit here, and <laughs> Carolyn is just... The first episode, we see her in that reward challenge, throwing the buoy over the pole. And it's obvious she's not a challenge competitor. And it, it comes back again here where she's like 50 yards behind the ball as it's rolling along. And she's just la-di-da-di-da <laughs> doing her own thing. Um, I assume <laughs> I assume that got so lost. Her, her lack of challenge ability won't bite her in final tribal <laughs> because it seems that people don't really care about challenge skill that much anymore. But it was funny to see at the very least. If we talk about challenge skill, though... Those were
0: the worst divided teams I've True. ever seen. Heidi, Jamie, and Carolyn. Why, that's bad. Why do we
1: even run the challenge
0: at it was this a joke. point?
1: Especially one joke. like that. And you got—I mean, we don't have to talk about Carson's uh, puzzle prowess. I'm sure that's going to be touched on by Joey Hewitt later.
0: Um, I mean, he probably strapped himself up in his in his <laughs> garage and practiced this challenge with somebody.
1: Well, he he does have a, he's a NASA engineer or something, oh right? My like gosh. he probably has access to the space simulators. He's spinning himself around, getting all dizzy, <laughs> and making sure he can identify these three D puzzles in his uh, in his backyard and maybe in his bathtub as well. So it's just impressive.
0: I respect the hell out of Carson. Man.
3: So we we go to the reward. They go to the sanctuary. There, there was some conversations, obviously, Jamie and Lauren, respectively, uh, with their two groups were trying to split up Tika as best as they could. Carson and Karen after reward kind of connect on that, and like, hey, are they trying to split us up? And I think that was the at the at the time, it didn't seem like a big moment. But looking back at how the vote ended up playing out, those two connecting and realizing what was going on, I think ended up being a big deal. But then a brief interlude here for us just a quick question for you guys 25 days no real food no uh, real flavor no real don't, taste you're don't just sitting us, don't there ask. you're starving you're dreaming of mcdonald's and dairy queen and whatever else you want the good food someone goes and eats it they come back do you want them to burp in your mouth to taste it joey hewitt i feel like i know what your answer is and i'm excited for you to say it to the pod Hard no next question. Ah, damn it, you. That's it's nasty. It matters who it is. Oh, Who's geez. who? Who are you saying yes to? Yeah, Bryce. Bryce, are
1: you are you getting down on your knees and are you letting me smell your breath or what?
0: <laughs> you're wait, what? You said what? Are
1: you getting on your knees for me to smell your breath? Because obviously, I can't smell your breath when you're standing up. I thought that was implied
3: um podcast listeners that aren't aware Bryce is oh, seven feet tall that's funny yeah no 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 that was that was
0: good that was on me slow over <laughs> here today but um no i mean there's a few very very few people i would do it with but you know a couple of them might be on the screen who knows <laughs> go to
1: uh go to me after don't. that
3: Am I absolutely not? Zero percent of the time. Not even thinking about it. I don't understand. What's the benefit? No, you'd get a taste. Maybe it's really gross. Be something can, like.
1: Can you guys remind me? Does she ask for it or does he volunteer it? Because I think that she asks for it. And if I, I remember so correctly. she, Caroline she asked, asked, asked for it. Carolyn asked for it.
3: I, I think- got in my notes. Carolyn asked for it.
1: I think that she is. Again, showing that her ability to break ice on uncomfortable situations and just be her unapologetically. Shut the fuck up, Bryce. I don't even want to hear you speak. This is ridiculous. She is talented in ways that she doesn't even understand.
2: Maybe it's too good to be true, though we're starting i'm well, starting to come around
1: that's what i wanted to bring up was this the same episode where jesse in season 43 had his how to pull off a blind side that because was earlier that was earlier was it an episode earlier yeah. maybe it wasn't that much too
0: yeah i mean
1: it wasn't too I, I i know i'm a fake fan i don't even know what
0: blind you're talking about i saw i sound like i sound no, like a it fake was, fan. It was an entire episode and Jesse pretty much
2: walked the entire audience through like how to execute uh, a blind side. And then it happened. I um, was all in it on was Jesse. Earlier.
3: I was all in on Jesse prior to that episode. And then that happened. And I was like, Jesse might win 12-0. There's not even 12 people on the jury. But giving him this edit just made me think they're just handing it to him. But clearly I was incorrect. Mm. Um This isn't a season 43 episode though. So we, I love Jesse. I would love to do a full podcast episode just on Jesse, but we'll get back to him at a later date. So we get to the immunity challenge. And I think just like if, you know, eight weeks ago, you had asked us final six immunity, we all would have predicted it comes down to Lauren versus Heidi, right? We saw that coming a mile away. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. percent.
0: Check, check the tapes. I'm guaranteed Michael has already
3: said that. Um, Lauren wins it. Proud of Lauren. She's got this is her second or third individual immunity. Second, couple. I think. Two. A uh, couple notches in the belt. She's going to need those uh, if she makes it to final tribal. But gets that in her back pocket. And then uh, Lauren and Jamie are trying to get Jam Jam and Carson to vote for Carolyn. That's kind of the first big move on the way back. there. They're, we got to get Carolyn. We got to get Carolyn. They're they're making that clear. What if you're Lauren? I assume you're trying to make a play here, right? That's the only option. You've got the necklace. You've got to be aggressive.
1: You you would think so, but I don't think Lauren's a player. Damn. I mean, then. I think that I said it last, I said it last podcast. I don't think, I think that it's 0.0% chance that Lauren or Jamie wins.
0: Yeah. No, I- you 100%. You 100% know she's not a player because she comes back to the beach at the start of this episode saying we need to split up the Tika three. Wins immunity and then is just taking a backseat. That's silly. That's like she has a plan, so she needs to execute it. And she's just not executing it. She's scared to. That's not a player.
3: And so, Joey, I I would love to put you in the brain, mind, heart, body of Jam Jam for a second. You... Are a very strategic person, head first, whatever comes after that. You're you're thinking stuff ahead. Are you having this much of a dilemma, Joey? If you're in Jam Jam's shoes about the Carolyn vote out, because we get about 15 minutes of television where other people are in the background doing things, strategizing. But the majority of the post-immunity uh challenge of this episode was Jam Jam's dilemma of voting out Carolyn. Is that even a, a difficult question for you? Are you like? Carolyn's the easiest or the biggest threat I'm going to vote her out. That's a no brainer. Or are you like, I've, I've had this relationship for 20 days and it's really tough to do this. I think, I think yes, but I don't necessarily know if it's for that reason.
2: I think these guys, these players all have to be, I mean, you've seen how far people go for a million dollars. Like I think at this point in the survivor, just world, the survivor lifetime players have kind of gotten better at, you know, dealing with those emotions and those stakes to the game. So I feel like the only reason why Jam Jam would want to keep Carolyn around is just because he might not get to the final three without her. Like that's someone who would probably bring him with her. Like if she wins immunity at final four, I mean, granted, not likely, but like if she does, she'll probably take Jam Jam with her, right? Or maybe not, maybe Carson, but let's say Carson, you know, goes at five.
3: She's taken yeah, one of the Tika. She's definitely taking one of the Tika. So, he, I mean, she, you still
2: need number. Like, you still need a path to the final three. And I think he knows he's a huge threat behind. Like, if Carolyn goes, he knows he's got to be next. So then maybe he gets Carolyn out of five. That's his goal. That's what I would be thinking. If I'm Yemi, I'm thinking, okay, but I'm going to get her out of five.
1: It's a modern meat shield.
3: Yeah, Carolyn's a meat shield. You're absolutely right. Um, So jam Jam jam's struggling but it really feels like carolyn's the vote and carolyn feels that as well Well, right jam jam is like jam
1: jam's like fucking defeated like this dude is is like a absolute shell of himself and i don't know if it's the exhaustion but he did just get food he seems really really sad really really conflicted and again as we pointed out carson could not be more like I'm playing Jamie right now. I'm playing Lauren right now. I'm playing Heidi right now. Like Carolyn Jam Jam and I are running the fucking show. And as we see, Jam Jam, just, I don't know what bit him. I'm a moody person. So I understand it. I can't imagine how I'd be after 25 days on the Island or 20, however many days. But I just thought that this is the first time that we saw him kind of broken and beaten down. And that's what led to a lot of this discourse.
3: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, At the beginning of the episode and last episode, Carolyn, as we remember, played her idol for Carson. And she was very happy about that decision in the moment and after the fact. She felt it was correct. She wanted to keep her alliance together, wanted to make sure they had the numbers at the next vote. Coming into this tribal, I, in my notes, wrote down, I'm guessing Carolyn wishes she still had her idol. Do you think she regrets it after the fact? Or is she looking back at that like, in the moment, I made the right decision to protect my alliance, and that's all I was thinking about. Obviously, she didn't get voted out, so it's it's kind of a moot point, but she was very scared that she, at least it seemed that she was scared she was going to go home. Do you think that was a, a concern or a worry of like, damn, I shouldn't have played my idol, or is she just, it's in the past, I'm moving on to the next one?
2: Yeah, I think like it had to be for a little bit, but you see how quickly they go up and start searching for a new one like at this point sometimes people will just like shoot idols like Steph Curry you know just chucking them up just knowing that you're going to get another one of, like uh, there's going to be an offensive rebound or kick out coming for you know but, another one in 3 or 4 seconds
3: so <laughs> which we didn't even talk about it but they spent the 5 minutes of the episode looking for the new idol cuz they assumed there was a new mm-hmm.
1: one so but this is and again um, I did look up some some discourse that that folks were talking about after this episode very forgettable that they look for the idol because it doesn't sound like anyone found it, but this was a birdcage idol, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the one from Brandon went back into circulation, and it does not seem like the one from someone help me out here. Danny. Danny went back yeah. into circulation.
3: You're absolutely right.
1: So interesting that they're looking, maybe not surprising that they don't find anything, but it's a part of the episode
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like to go back to harv going back to your point though like at tribal carolyn seems scared like she really seems worried so like i think even if it wasn't before like right then she probably just had a realization like shoot i really
3: wish i didn't play my idol now you know, Yeah. So. yeah, And so that, that's a great segue, Bryce, because Tribal's up next. And the Tribal, we don't I don't think need to talk about it a ton because it was pretty straightforward. But the way they went about it where both Carson and Jam Jam made very blatant comments about, oh, sometimes, you know, you have to split up the group. You have to go a different way. You have to do this. Like they made it seem like it was inevitable and we feel bad. We're just going to do this. And Carolyn's going to go home. Like they were saying that Carolyn's face never hides an expression. She's laying it all out there for everyone to see. She's looking around right and left, staring at Jam Jam as he answers, mouth agape, very, it seemed obviously concerned. But then she doesn't go home. And it, it kind of almost, I, I didn't rewatch post-tribal, but it kind of almost seems like they knew that this was going to happen. And Carol or Carson and Jam Jam came in with the plan, we're going to talk Carolyn down make it seem like we're going to vote her out, but we know we're not the whole time. Do you think they had that plan? Do you think it was actually a dilemma during Tribal? Because Jam Jam seemed like he was still pretty torn, but it almost seems like they planned the the whole nine yards out the entire way. I,
1: I, it would take a lot. I think that the thing for me is that would explain why Jam Jam was being such a little pouty, having such a little pout fest at Tribal however jam jam was also having a pout fest in his confessionals and i don't think i think that those are designed to be authentic and not misleading so that's the only reason i think that this was genuine and then the other thing is as we know jeff asks a billion questions at tribal so they can pull whatever they want from what from from the time that they're you know at tribal and so maybe it's just like oh well the move is to keep our group strong and we want to stay with the people that we've been working with and they just didn't include that in, in what we saw and we hate to analyze but
0: yeah i feel like personally i do want to analyze a little bit because i feel like carson he he the whole time i trusted him he he was kind of saying one thing the you know heidi and lauren and whatever but then really trying to stay with carolyn and jam jam but jam jam seemed a little on the edge personally i want to throw this to joey and ask about the edit because i feel like this seems like a little bit of an editing trick to where it wasn't actually what we see and like we might get contestants coming out later and saying honestly, it felt more straightforward than this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it probably was authentic to Michael's point, but I think it also probably was, I think both can be true. Like, I think it served a purpose as well. And I I truly believe that Mm -hmm. multiple times in survivor history, there has been someone who goes into tribal council and just spews bullshit and just like on purpose, right? Just to like throw off the scent on an idol or something like and we're in season mm. 44 now like this is advanced shit people are thinking about everything they're bringing their supplies to the final six tribal council because they That's know in the crazy. past three seasons yep. that they've gone to a new beach i for- i forgot like i definitely did not remember yeah. that so like they're thinking so advanced at this point bro i would be if i was out there so i think it was a hundred percent planned well, obviously and not though Cause you wouldn't have brought your tools to try, try. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But this, I would have turned into a Carson at this point, you know, learned three D printing enough. and everything from my couch.
1: I, I bet that Carson was the one that provided the valuable information. That's like, Hey guys, just so you know, you know, the last three seasons they have gone to a new <laughs> yeah. beach. Like he for sure. Was, definitely. And he's probably still like, I don't want him to know that I know too much, but <laughs> you no,
3: know, I mean, but he's out there and he's, he's got it. I I was thinking the entire second half of this tribal. If I was Carolyn, and clearly we don't know exactly what was going on. Maybe she was in on it. But if I was Carolyn, I would have been jumping up and starting a live tribal instantly. I would have been so scared and worried about myself. And I would have tried to change anything I could because it felt so obvious. But she seemed fine with it, I guess. So maybe she knew what was going on.
1: And she started a live tribal once before, didn't she? Was she the initiator of our only live tribal that we saw before? Anyone remember?
0: Or was that someone else? I, I can't
3: remember. Know. I think there was one. Okay. Again, listeners, um, back there was trackers. one, but
0: I don't know who it was. Like I don't know I, who started it.
3: Okay. I also am. Another thing I was wondering: we have had one tribal live tribal. Have we had a successful idol play this season? Has anyone protected themselves? Danny protected Franny. Would she have gone home
1: first play? She would have gone home.
3: Yes. Yeah, and then Brandon as well. I forgot about. Oh, um, no. Brandon. Know, the first, oh, first, Brandon's first was successful so play, but. Brandon went home as a result of Danny's idol play for Franny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we have had a couple because I remember with Carolyn and Heidi, the last two episodes, neither of those idols did anything, but I'm glad we had a couple. Well, I'm excited to tell you guys about why Carolyn's did do something later. So. Mm. I'm thrilled. So Heidi plays her idol. Nothing happens. Uh, Jamie goes home. Pretty seemingly in hindsight, straightforward vote. Um, so we're on to the final five. We've got Tika, Jam Jam, Carson, Carolyn. We've got Lauren and we've got Heidi, um, both from the Ratu and Soka tribes. So both of those tribes have a lot of people left on the jury. So they seem like they could be threats. And then Tika obviously has been the story of the season coming back from the deficit. They're the modern day, 21st century I-24 that mm-hmm. we're all excited to see and root for. So I think now is the time, unless anyone has any final episode thoughts, to move on to forecasting for the future. We're going to talk about the final five, some final tribal things but anyone else want to circle up here on the episode before we go i i do just have one thing it did make me really happy to see how
1: pissy jeff was when they brought all their supplies and they were right i just <laughs> that that <laughs> is, was. that's that's what i love and he, I think, he
3: said on his podcast he talked about it, he's like i love that they're watching and they're they're learning and they know what's going on but you could tell in the moment okay. he was so pissed flustered